opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday Edition. I'm your host, Anthony Corona, and we may have an interesting show today. Our first guest, hopefully, will be here shortly. But um, as always, we have some announcements and some stuff to talk about at the top of the show. I'm here with um, executive producer, co-host, sometimes um, sidekick extraordinaire. And um, before we say hello, I was thinking the other day I was listening to a PBS show on Monarch Butterflies and their journey and the cocoon and the transformation and the reemergence. And so um, as I bounce it to be, maybe we can um, say a little different kind of hello today. B? Good morning and good afternoon. Good evening. It's Bryn Lee. Um, hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Um, so, so those of you who are, um, hearing my voice right now probably are like, wait, what a minute, that, 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 that's, that's Byron. That's, that's not a brand. That's a Byron. Um, I have come out as a transgender in the last year. Um, like right after, right after New Year's Eve, um, I talked to my father, came out to him and, um, then I subsequently came out on Facebook and, uh, all of their socials and I am making the, uh, transition happen, uh, as of January 1st, 2023. Uh, and I just want to thank all of my friends and family, uh, at blind pride international. And, uh, thank you for helping me get through this process and just, uh, get up the courage to, to finally do this. And, uh, thank you, Anthony. Well, very proud. And, and, um, Bryn, you're, you know, been a part of Sunday Tision since the beginning. So, we're just glad you're you're a version that you are loving this much. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bryn, it's a Sunday edition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, speaking of BPI, I might as well make the first announcement. Um, our third in the series of uh, lessons uh, in advocacy from the LGBTQ plus community is tomorrow night at 8 p.m. And um, it'll be a fascinating conversation on a man named Bayard Rustin. Um, who is actually the the person who organized and and found you know founded thought through the process and and organized the march on Washington um, wow sixty years ago this year um, you know arranged for the iconic I had a dream speech et cetera so he also was um, a gay black man civil rights and then LGBTQ rights activist and and leading pioneer like. Um, Anything. Anyway, his life is fascinating, and we're going to learn a lot from diving into pieces of his life tomorrow evening, 8 p.m. You can look on it for it on the community schedule. Uh, Bryn, 
you have one from Minnesota. I do. Um, our illustrious president, Janet Dickelman from the uh, Minnesota ACB has sent us this announcement. ACB Minnesota is holding our state convention, Reaching Our Horizons, All Times Our Central Time. And we'll be hosting a virtual auction on Sunday, January 22nd at 7 p.m. Lots of homemade goodies, technology, and jewelry. Our virtual exhibit hall will be on Thursday, January 26th at 7 p.m. And the convention will open both in person and virtually on Friday, January 28th at 7 p.m. Uh, hear from our sponsor, Democracy Live, followed by a musical presentation by Earl Harrison, Earl's ability to keep a song totally recognizable while blending live instrumentation with pre-recorded tracks resulting in a rich and full one-man band sound. On Saturday, January 28th at 9 a.m., that's too early, join us for the following program, Advocacy for Everyone, Enhancing Your Skills and Effectiveness. Denise Just, CEO, Wisconsin Council of the Blind uh, and Visually Impaired, mm -hmm. Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, brief review and looking ahead in 2023. In the field of educating blind and visually impaired students, what's up and coming at the Minnesota Library and NLS? Facing the Fear of Falling, Larry Johnson, author and motivational speaker, Houston, Texas. State of Minnesota Services for the Blind. Hey, that's where I work. Marking the Course of the Horizon and Beyond for ACB by Deb, by Deb Cook-Lewis, ACB First Vice President. The latest news from Metro Mobility, Social Isolation and Your Mental Health with Pam Shaw, speaker, author, and life coach, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And at 7 p.m., join us for our banquet with keynote entertainment, Chad Philly. Uh, that's F-I-L-L-E-Y. Minnesota Storyteller virtual registration for the convention is $20. If you register virtually, you will receive a Zoom link for the auction, the virtual exhibit hall, and our convention sessions. You can also register to attend the, con the auction only. To register for the convention, go to HTTPS. Don't forget that S, HTTPS colon slash slash acbminnesota.org or call mm -hmm. Patty. And that number, uh, that number for Patty is 608-323-3614 to register for the convention or the auction only. And I will be there doing the audio. So if you want to come up and say hi to me in the back of the room, um, just follow the microphone cables. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can all see why I give the longer ones to Brain to Please Read because I just started learning Braille and I wouldn't even dare to attempt that. I have um, a little bit of interesting news real quick. Brain, we are not transmitting over ACB media. There's a pre-recorded show being aired. Um, uh -oh. I think it's well, probably we, too late to fix that, right? Yeah, and we are streaming to ACB media. Um, and it says we're connected. So I'm guessing that the automation that was set up to run our previous, uh, you know, how we had a rerun over the holidays, um, that automation is still probably in, 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 um, in place. And I'll have to uh, text message Rick Morin and see if he can quickly on the fly fix it for us because I am streaming. All right. So, so I'll, I'll deal with that while you are vamping. All right. 
Um, I have an announcement from Bits. Attention Mac users. Join Bits, Blinds Information Technical Specialists, for an evening about Mac this, e this Thursday evening at January 12th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can find the call information on the community call list, or you can email info at bits. <laughs> All right, Sheila, did our guest come in? Yes, sir. All right, I guess Sunday edition is under a bad moon this week. We will, I guess, proceed to what was supposed to be part two and cross our fingers that Erwin Erwin makes it into us and will, you know, transition if he does. Um. Wow, Sheila, I'm going to put you on the spot. How was your New Year's? Well, my holidays were not the best, but, you know, life goes on. So um, it was it was fine. I spent Christmas, I spent New Year's Eve with, on the community athon from 3 o'clock p.m. to 3 o'clock a.m. <laughs> so it was a very fun 12 hours worth of time spent. So I had a really good time. Yeah, I have to agree. I popped in and out whenever I could throughout the day. And then the karaoke from one to three, as as always, as last night, karaoke in this community has become a like a, a concert, like a uh -huh. you know, an award show special. Uh -huh. Um, we have some great talent. All right. You know what? Let's say hello to our clubhouse person, Darcy. Thank you so much for being our connector. Hey, good to be here. So if you are in Clubhouse and you want to talk about the new year, your new year's resolution, what you're hoping for from ACB, um, anything, tell us about your holidays. Let's get those hands up. We'll do both Zoom and Clubhouse. Darcy, do you want to give a quick, um, a quick look to see if there's anyone wanting to come on stage? There is currently, actually, there's currently no one else here in Clubhouse. There's just me, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is the Sunday edition snafu episode. <laughs> Sheila, do we have any hands? What? Corral. Oh, Lynn has an announcement for us. Yes. Lynn, <laughs> That's I right. apologize. We're <laughs> having fine. um we're having difficulties all around. Go ahead. Well, first of all, it was really amazing that you mentioned Baird Rustin Baird Rustin, I should say, because I'm reading a book right now in preparation for the announcement I'm going to make called uh, Blacks and Jews, The Turbulent Times in America. And they mentioned mm -hmm. Baird Rustin. And of course, I've known about him, too. So there are intersections all over the place, right? They're really right. Are. I so, hope you're there tomorrow night. We love I'm your uh, to, voice. <laughs> I'm going to be there tomorrow night, actually. So I wanted to make sure that you knew that. Um, so uh, my announcement is... Um, January 16th, which is uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. a day. We are going to have a fantastic program, a two-hour program um, with the Multicultural Affairs Committee. And we're calling it Walking Side by Side, Hope and Struggle. That was my title. What can I say? Um, and it's going to be Cheryl Cummings and Pam Metz. And they're going to help me um, facilitate the call. And it's going to be a webinar. And it's going to be streamed, I think. We'll see how how they do that. But I've, I sent it out on Friday, so they should have time to do that. And it's going to be great. And we have all sorts of stuff coming up from talking about a Braille uh, scroll for the Torah, from what what is kosher, keeping kosher, what is that? We can do that on the 30th. Um, that was uh, Naomi's uh, got somebody for that. So, 
you know, we have all sorts of stuff coming up, all sorts of events, because being Jewish is so multifaceted, I guess. So that's, uh, that's, that's my announcement. Thank you so much, Anthony. Absolutely. You know, I've sat in, as you know, on a couple of the calls. And when you first started, did you, did you think it was going to be as oh. interactive and as popular no. as it is? Yes. No, I didn't. I really thought it was going to be like a little support group, you know, kind of an antidote to all the other calls out there. And um, really what it's become is people wanting to have events, speakers, um, panels. We're going to have a panel on Jews by Choice in February. We're going to have talk about the Brill Building in March, um, which is a place where a lot of song songwriters and singers congregated in the 60s. So we're going to have all yeah. sorts of programs. And, um, you know, and, and really what, what it's become is this place where um, some of the other people want to um, find people to, um, you know, have an event or we have panel discussions, you know, the Holocaust panel. I'm going to try to get somebody to talk about Holocaust music um, when it comes on April 17th, uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day. So, you know, it's become more of a, more than a support group. It's, come, it's really gotten away from me. It's really become much more than I thought it would be. But you know, people really like it and they find it very, um, uh, very, very informative and all that kind of stuff. So, and very educational. Well, really proud of you. I think you're doing amazing. Um, and I know you have the other call as well. Any New Year's resolutions you want to share with us? Oh, well. I'm putting uh, you on the spot, but I got a no, that's, time that, here. <laughs> that's all right. Um, I'm uh, planning to finish my dissertation this year. Um, uh, I finished my proposal and the oral presentation. So I'm just waiting for the Institutional Review Board to approve my study, and then I will um, recruit uh, participants, do the interviews, analyze them, write the last two chapters. I've already written 92 pages, and then I'm done. So that's it. Sounds like a lot for I'm done, but awesome. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah. Excuse okay, me. So good. So that's yes. it. I just got Thank a hold so of Irwin. Him. He did not okay. get the link. And he will be coming in. Thank you. Oh, great. Okay. All right. You're so, welcome. So thank you so much, Anthony. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, Sheila, any other hands with announcements well, or Margie New Year's resolutions? I'm not sure if it was to tell you that or if she wanted to share something about her holiday. So Margie? <laughs> it was to tell him that. Okay. Anthony, while, while we're waiting, I can tell you that um, I recently started my job back at State Services for the Blind again. Um, yes, congratulations. So I, yeah, so I, I left for a short period of time to, to try my hand at another company called ServiceNow um, doing accessibility testing. And um, while I enjoyed my team and I enjoyed the culture at the company that I was working for, um, accessibility testing turned out to not be my jam. I just really liked helping people directly. Um, you know, the smile I got to see on someone's face or the happiness in their voice that I got to hear. Um, that was, turns out that was something I really needed in my life. Um, to, to just, you know, be able to celebrate with people as they, you know, regained their independence and learned how to use their adaptive technology. And, um, so after nine months of working at ServiceNow, um, I heard that my job was available at services at state services for the blind. And so I reapplied and they, they brought me back on board and um, my first day was on Thursday and I couldn't be happier. That's awesome. You know, sometimes we have to go for our heart, our heart over our wallet. And that's, that's really wonderful. I'm glad that they were 
able to bring you back into the fold. Yeah, that is so true. It's, you know, uh, definitely a little less money, um, but boy, am I much happier. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds, it sounds it in your voice. We're, it's, it's been an amazing couple of months for you, huh? Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it's been interesting. Um, you know, going to going back to state services for the blind after transitioning, um, there was some fear. Am I going to, you know, get, get, you know, treated differently at work? Am I going to still be treated with respect and professionalism? And I have to say that everyone at the job was absolutely professional. No misgenderings, no dead names, uh, still treated me every bit as respectfully as before. And um, I, I just, I could not have asked for a better first day. I really couldn't have. I, you know, I hate that in this day and age, I am, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. It should be. It should absolutely be that way for that everyone. That should be the experience. norm. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, you're my friend, you're my, <laughs> you're my sister in the cause. Um, you know, so it thrills me that that it is indeed your experience and all we can do is keep advocating. So that's everybody's experience, you know, sooner rather than later. And Absolutely. that's what uh, calls like tomorrow are about for BPI. Let me do a check. Sheila, did Irwin make it in yet? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Bryn, anything on the Rick front? <laughs> Um, well, we have, <clears throat> so we have a lot going on, uh, over at blind, uh, LGBT pride international. Um, we have our board meeting today. Um, and it's the first board meeting of the year of 2023. And it's our first board meeting with, um, newly elected president Leah Gardner as, uh, yep. the, the person at the helm. So, uh, I'm really excited to see how she uh, steers our good ship, the BPI. Um, (laughs) And um, we have excellent episodes of Pride Connection coming up. Uh, On Monday, we're going to be um, having a Zoom presentation, uh, and it is Lessons Learned in Advocacy. And do you want to talk a little bit about our presenter that we're going to be having on Monday? Debbie Grubb. (laughs) everybody knows um no so we're going to be actually using clips from eric marcus's making gay history he presented with us on the first panel and he'll be back with us next month but he graciously allowed us um so we have actual recordings of him interviewing bayard um you know in the late 80s right before he passed away actually um so we have that voice debbie grubb and i are leading the panel and um, I know that I heard Erwin come in, so we will talk more about this later on. Erwin, um, welcome to Sunday edition. I, I hear that there was a mix-up and you didn't get the link, so I very much apologize for that. We seem to be having Sunday edition gremlins all across the board, but welcome, welcome, welcome. And Anthony, we are uh, on ACB Media One as well. Rick has fixed the issue, so. Awesome. All right. Erwin, you might have to hit the got it button because we're recording and we're on air live and then you'll be able to unmute. And Erwin, if it's telling you the host is not allowing you to unmute, it's because you have not gotten the got it. So you can hit alt tab and tab to got it or hit the F6 key 
until you hear this meeting is being recorded and you tab to got it. Okay, I should be there. You now. are. Yes. There sir. we go. Yeah. Well, well you know, you, stuff happens sometimes, so it's not a big deal. Well, and you know, thank you for graciously accepting my apology and welcome to Sunday edition. We're glad you're here. Um, I usually ask my guests to give us a little brief introduction themselves, you know, where you're from, where you grew up, um, you know, if you've been in the ACB community when in, you know, when you found it, and then we'll get into some more targeted questions about your career in Newsreel. So tell us a little about yourself. Okay. Well, I was um, actually born in Sandusky, Ohio, and we moved to Columbus when I was about two or three, so I don't really remember any place else. I was given too much oxygen prematurely, so I've been basically totally blind all my life. I could see a little bit coming up, growing up, but not much. I could tell if a light was on in a room and maybe if a light was, a window was had light coming in, but that was about it. And that disappeared, oh, in my mid-teens, I guess. So I've really been totally blind ever since. And went through essentially public school Mom toured the school for the blind and decided that she didn't think I should go there. Uh, had a teacher in fourth grade who not only learned Braille, but taught me how to type. So that was great. And she actually went on and taught other blind kids the rest of her career. So that was pretty amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, nothing all that unusual as far as I'm concerned. I got my first CNI dog between my junior and senior year in high school and that was great i could walk to school just like all the other kids and uh, they actually put sidewalks in on that uh, road the summer i got the guide dog so that made it really nice um but uh, have loved tape recorders and recording ever since i was about 10 i think and uh, had all kinds of fun my first tape recorder kept breaking down the rewind belt kept flipping off. So I got really good at taking it apart and putting that on. And so that got me into <laughs> fixing things occasionally. So uh, that was kind of fun. Um, my grandfather had a radio tape network. And in those days, those were on seven inch reels of tape. And yeah. they were two 15 minute programs per tape. So I got involved with helping him do a little editing and uh, with running the duplicators and helping with mailing. And so that got me more into audio. And that's how I learned the duplicators ran at 15 IPS. So that's how I learned how to read uh, Donald Duck books. And uh, so that was, <laughs> that was great. And of course then uh, speed compression came along later. So that was even better. Um, in 75, there was a chance to start the, uh, Central Ohio Radio Reading Service, and I got involved with that and worked there for, what, 11 years, uh, first as an assistant in the control room and then the, the control room operator, and loved that job. It was lots of fun. Uh, there were uh, four studios and um, six great big tape recorders, and uh, so had all kinds of fun, really enjoyed that, and uh, then in 86, got involved with Newsreel, which Stanley Dorn uh, founded. It actually started in 1958 as a way for uh, pilot dog graduates to keep in touch because 
Stanley was getting questions from pilot dog graduates and answering them. And he decided, well, if one person has a question, I bet other people do. So that's how Newsreel got started initially on three inch open reel tapes. And uh, so that was all done on Stanley's kitchen table. And eventually it evolved to uh, cassette. Uh, there was some period of time when the, uh, the tracks went out on uh, CD. So actually I have a few of the old issues that one of our subscribers uh, put on CD. Actually, I think he still had the open reel tapes and he put those on CD and sent them to me. Uh, and then in the mid eighties, Newsreel went totally to uh, cassette. And um, that's when I started helping a lot more with doing editing. And uh, then uh, Stanley passed away in 1997 uh, or 99 actually. And then I started doing a lot more of the editing. Uh, initially all editing from one cassette to the other. So you couldn't really do a lot of good editing, but uh, I loved it. It was all kinds of fun. Um, I think I brought some organization to Newsreel because initially when I started, we have a box of cassettes with the messages in and you just pick out a cassette and put it on and pick out the next cassette and put it on. And I started trying to group things together so that sale items were in one place and recipes were in another place and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And uh, for a while we were actually editing on open reel tape. Uh, Hadley School had some uh, 10 inch open reel recorders so I could actually do editing at 15 IPS. And that was great. But in 2003, we started editing on the computer initially using SoundForge. So I learned a lot about editing with SoundForge and now do, oh, I suppose hundreds and hundreds of edits per issue and uh, love it because I have fun uh, cutting out pauses and us and ands and other things. And of course, when people are just doing things off the cuff, which frequently do, they do on Newsreel, there are a lot of things that can be edited out to make things sound nicer and speed things up and cut out lots of background noise. So it's uh, it's really a big challenge. And I love it every week, kind of watching the issue grow together. And uh, we're getting most of our articles now by iPhone or on computer. We still get a few on cassette. Uh, we actually got a couple on uh, the mini cassette last year and I still have a mini cassette player around so wow. every, everything goes into the computer and is named and then I keep a list of all the articles and a brief description of what the topics are so it makes it much easier to actually put things together so I you know I have to think to myself from literally splicing tape together to you know now producing quality through the computer a, you know, almost AP quality style um, production. It's it's been an amazing journey. What I, I guess what was the most um, interesting transition that that had to be made? Probably learning to edit on the computer. And, yeah, yeah, and actually, I didn't really splice when I was doing the open reel tapes. I didn't really splice. It was because the cassette machine was basically connected to a mixer, which went into the open reel machine. So it was punch-in punch in type editing, which I got really good at. 
Yeah, back, you know, I was um, a Commodore 64 geek and, and um, back in the day, played with editing and I would have like two or three different tape machines going into one mixer and trying to hit and punch and yeah I can remember <laughs> I can only imagine how challenging it is when you're going from from tape to tape and then trying to put together a cohesive you know reel that people will want to listen to from you know top to bottom right yes yeah so it was a, it, it's always a challenge and the editing part is my favorite part because i just love to kind of watch the issue go together what are some of the interesting things that have come in over the years well we've had people who have been newsreel members who've gotten married met each other and gotten married which is really kind of neat and uh, we get lots of questions in december for example we had somebody who asked about uh, how to operate a flat top glass top stove and in january we had a couple answers to that and of course we may get another answer or two in uh, in february so that's a lot of what newsreel is is answering questions that people have and it's always interesting to see what answers people come up with and what questions too so there you just never know from one issue to the next what you'll hear sure and what, you know, what are some of like the, the craziest questions you've gotten? Okay, so my computer talked over you partway there. So what did you ask? I'm sorry. I said, what are some of the craziest questions you've gotten? I don't, I can't think of any that are really crazy. The biggest thing probably are the people talking about uh, dealing with sighted people and some of the crazy questions that they get from sighted people. You know, whether it's how do you brush your teeth or how do you get dressed or how do you take a shower? You know, some yeah. some of those things that, of course, we totally take for granted. And a lot of people who are sighted have no clue as to how you would do something like that because they can't think how they would do it. So switching gears, um, yeah. where, where do you see Newsreel going from here? Well, I'd certainly like to see it continue. Um, we're talking about perhaps doing a podcast. We haven't really decided yet and what content we'd have. I'm not sure. Um, our membership is getting older and we are getting a few younger people, which is really nice, but I would certainly like to see it continue in at least somewhat the same form that it is now. But, uh, I realize we need to be open to making changes and including new things where certainly getting almost totally away from cassette now for distributing the issues, uh, which I think is great. So a lot of people are downloading with their iPhones. Uh, you can download with a uh, link to the uh, website. We're doing some uh, MP3 CDs and the majority of the downloads are now going out or majority of the issues are now going out on the NLS type cartridge. So let me alert our folks in the two different rooms who are utilizing Zoom and Clubhouse today. Uh, if you have uh, questions or comments for Erwin, let's uh, get yourself your hands up or yourself on stage. And in the meantime, why don't, um, why don't you give out information to folks where they can, um, with their multiple areas of accessing, where they can access Newsreel? Sure. The phone number is 614 four six nine zero seven zero zero 
you can always call us and ask for a sample issue of Newsreel. And we are usually doing a three-month trial for people who want to try that, either on uh, cartridge or CD or download. And to download Newsreel, and you can, uh, you can actually log into the website, which is Newsreel, N-E-W-S-R-E-E-L, mag, M-A-G, dot org. And you can uh, listen to a sample. You can sign up for the three-month free trial, which takes you to a sign-up page where you enter your name and your email address, and it gives you a temporary uh, password that you can then use for that three-month trial. And during that three-month trial, you can actually go back and download older issues as well. So in the issues, I think, go back to is it 2012 or 2008, I'm not sure. Uh, nice. But you can listen to, you can download their zipped files. So you need to unzip them with whatever utility you would use. And then you can listen to the issue and each file is a separate article. Awesome, and, okay. Yeah, and our email is info, I-N-F-O, at newsreelmagmag.org. Awesome. And by cartridge, you mean cartridges that are compatible with NLS players, right? right? The NLS cartridges, correct. All right. So let's uh, take it to the audience. Let's start with Sheila. Do we have any hands in Zoom? You do. Anne, you may unmute. Hi, everyone. It's Annie Chapetta. Hello. Hi, Anthony. Hey. Hi, Arwen. Thank you for the intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just want to say, Erwin, uh, you know, what a wonderful job um, you do and, and how wonderful Newsreel is. Um, Newsreel was one of the uh, access points that I first had when I first lost my vision. And um, I've, you know, been, been a member ever since. Um, and I find it even more uh, meaningful to me now because I know, I know the people, I've known them for so long, you know. So it's, it's like a, con a personal connection uh, and it's a community. Uh, and it's unique, and uh, I really would love to, um, you know, help it keep going. Um, I serve on the Newsreel board, and um, I really, I really enjoy working with the people because everyone is just so dedicated, and uh, ha you know, we're, we're all focused on, um, you know, on the community and and keeping it alive. So I just want to thank you, Erwin, and I'm glad you're here spreading the word. And um, Anthony, thanks uh, for listening to me <laughs> absolutely and as and think about how wonderful it is that you were probably one of those people reading the questions and getting so much information only to transform to the point where we, you're one of the people helping to disseminate <laughs> yes. purposely, <laughs> the information oh <laughs> uh, yeah you know no, really the the support is is a key the key thing um and the other thing is listening to people, getting to know their voices, how they say things, where they're from, um, you know, just the just the everyday life stuff that goes on that's shared. It's really cool. And uh, that's why I stay. Yeah, I love awesome. hearing all the voices. And we have been running articles recently in the last year from 30 years ago because we have some of the older master tapes. And it's amazing. Some people 30 years ago sound just like they do now, and some people now sound quite a bit older than they did back then. So it's really kind of amazing. 
be careful. You might get um, an angry person. Don't remind me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I know I sound older. They all do. Awesome. Thank you, Annie. Sure. Sheila, do we have oh. other hands? Uh-huh, Margie. Hello. Hello there. I wanted to share that I learned about the newsreel from Dr. Sally Mangold, who is unfortunately no longer with us when I was in grad school. She gave samples to all of her students, and that is when I became, that was many years ago, <laughs> a newsreel member. And, you know, I look forward to it every month. It's, it's like having our community right here in my home. Some articles I skip over, some articles I listen to, and um, I've, I've posted some stuff, uh, for lack of a better term, asking specific questions. It's an incredible way to get help. And, and I, would, I would remind Irwin, you might want to reach out to um, many of the colleges to get younger members with um, people who are going into the field of either rehab teaching O&M or um, teachers of the Fishman Paired. Because... Um, I think our younger generation needs to know about it. It's a very helpful tool. And I got to say, I think this magazine has grown by leaps and bounds after Irwin took it over. And Irwin, you have one of the best voices out there. And oh, before thanks. I go on mute, I ha this is totally off topic, but before I go on mute, I've got to, I've got to make a comment to my friend Irwin. And you'll love this, Anthony. At the Houston Convention many years ago, I, I made a statement that I'm going to get drunk. And Irwin, I heard him go, I don't understand why anybody would get drunk. Well, Irwin, I'm a recovering <laughs> alcoholic, and I just celebrated my sixth year of sobriety. Oh, That's why I wanted to get drunk. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank bless. you. Thank uh, and I'm glad you made it. Thank you. What a great testimonial. Thank you so much, Margie. <laughs> let's um let's check in with Darcy. What's going on in Clubhouse? Uh very little right now. There's uh I think it sounds like mostly everybody wanted to be on Zoom today. So uh, nothing going on here right. right now. All right. So what I'll do is I'll ask you if anybody comes in and wants to come up on stage, just gently break in when I'm asking Sheila. Sheila, who else do we have on Zoom? You don't have any other hands right now, Anthony. All right. Well, you know, can you tell us a little bit more archive-wise, um, are there any special editions that people should go look at um, or retrospectives or, you know, any bonus content that might stand out? We used to do a lot more uh, extra episodes than we do these days. And that may be a matter of, well, several factors. One, we probably don't have it. And it was a lot easier to edit things back then unless you had, uh, if you didn't, you didn't have to have special equipment. It wasn't always great quality. But we had, for example, in 1992, we had an ADA special. Um, and we had a guide dog, we've had a couple different guide dog specials over the years. Not that we couldn't do one now, but it would take somebody to offer probably to put one together and gather the information and we could certainly put it out. So mostly right now we have the 12 monthly issues and the December issue is generally a double issue because we get a lot more music and Christmas poetry and other things in. So 
for mostly right now, it's just the 12 monthly issues. And they typically typically come out around the first of the month. Uh, scheduling has been such the last couple months that issues have been late by a couple of days. And I will say I was amazed during the pandemic how many people really looked forward to getting Newsreel because they weren't getting much else. So we managed to keep Newsreel going out pretty much on time all through the pandem pandemic. And people really, I think, appreciated that. And it was, it was a challenge. Um, I went down to the Newsreel office frequently. And sometimes I think I might have been almost the only one in the uh, building. I can do some editing and other stuff here at home. But overall, it's basically much easier to do it in the office. But we did manage to get Newsreel every issue out during the pandemic. And I think people were really happy about that. Anthony Margie so, has her hand raised there. Absolutely. I forgot to mention, oops, I forgot to mention something <laughs> very important. And Erwin hasn't mentioned it. Nanny didn't. Annually, we have what's called a friendship raffle. And um, that is where we members of Newsreel um, donate or purchase tickets to be in the raffle. And it's the only fundraiser that I'm aware that we do among our membership. And you can get some really cool items. I mean, there, uh, there's some really cool items out there. You can get stuff you don't want and you can re-gift it or put it in the raffle next year. But this is a wonderful way that we as members can support our, our something that we love so much. Thank you. Well, that's Thanks, awesome. Andy. And that kind of piggybacks on uh, piggybacks on where I was going to go next. Can you um, tell us what the annual subscription is? And like, the raffle sounds like a great idea, but are there any one-shot donation options for folks that would like to help out Newsreel? Well, you can certainly donate any amount. Uh, you can purchase a, the normal donations vary a little bit. Uh, the first year is $20, no matter what kind of format you get. Beyond that, it's $25 a year for downloading and uh, $30 a year for cartridge and $40 a year for the uh, uh, MP3 CD. And uh, I don't know that we'll take any new cassette subscribers at this point because we have so few that I would imagine we'll stop duplicating cassettes sometime this year. Uh, and the life membership is $400 paid over a one year period. So cool. you can pay, you know, $33 a month or whatever it would be uh, over a one year period, you can get a life membership or you can, you can pay it basically over a one year period in any amount that reaches 400 eventually. So, and that is a lifetime membership and we have quite a few lifetime members but awesome. initially it's twenty dollars for the first year for sheila any hands come up yes alice hello this is alice from wisconsin hello, hello there i just want to highly compliment Irwin. he is such a fantastic editor and the quality as has already been stated but i will be happy to repeat is just absolutely awesome. I began listening to Newsreel in the mid-1980s. And through these decades, the audio quality 
and the general quality of the magazine has tremendously improved. It was very good back in the 80s, but it's just excellent now. So I really encourage people to give this audio magazine, this monthly magazine, a try. I'm one of those Happy Life members, and I can tell all of you, if you call the number of Newsreel Office, you will talk with the executive director of Newsreel, Kate Snyderman. She is absolutely fantastic. One of the most cheery people whom I have ever had the pleasure of speaking with. And she will make you feel right at home. One of the great parts about Newsreel Magazine is the caring that is exchanged in the articles that Irwin weaves together for us so well. It's just such a caring group. We frequently refer to the, quote, Newsreel family, end quote. And I think that is not an exaggeration. Through the decades that I've been a member, we come to know one another. We come to know one another's voices, as Irwin has already said. And it just has a special quality. While we all enjoy our Braille magazines or other audio magazines produced by NLS, I think Newsreel is just truly a unique publication, a unique audio magazine that really does fill a need in a great variety of ways. One of the reasons I always enjoy Newsreel and look forward to it at the onset of each month is the variety of articles that are on the Newsreel cartridge or the download or however you are receiving it. I still like the NLS cartridge, but however you receive it, please know that each month brings some interesting surprises and commentary by a variety of members. When I was listening to the January issue, I noticed some voices I had not heard before. So there are some new voices there to enjoy and some voices that we all who've been members for a while are very familiar with. So it's a wonderful addition to our reading opportunities that we have. So thank you so much, Erwin. Thank you, Kate Snyderman, our executive director. And um, thank you, Anthony, for having Erwin as a guest today. Absolutely. Thank you for that was beautiful testimonial. Want to share a New Year's resolution before you go? Well, you've got another hand, Anthony. All right. Carla. Hello. I'm really enjoying this. Unfortunately, I came in a little late because I just got home from church. But so if this question has been answered, I apologize. Um, actually, two questions. First of all, how long is each issue as far as, you know, the time? And secondly, are the issues indexed so that you can skip, you know, forward and back using navigation on the cartridge or in the download. And again, I want to thank you. I've I've done I've been in Newsreel. It's been a long time ago. I'm thinking about coming back and I have a lot of respect for you, Erwin. Well, but those well, are my two questions. But thank yeah, you. You'd, you'd be more than welcome to come back. It's typically three hours a month. When we quit doing cassette, that may change a little bit because it won't matter then if it's three hours and 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, and the issues essentially are MP3 files. 
So depending on what player you use, uh, you can move from article to article. Uh, so we, we've not gone to DAISY format. Um, I don't know if we will, but it's certainly a possibility. But right now they're MP3 files. So especially if you have the advanced NLS player, you can set that up so you can easily move from file to file. Thank you. Awesome. Carla, do you have a New Year's resolution or a holiday uh, story you want to share with us? Okay. Um, I, I, I actually, for my New Year's resolutions, um, we were having one of those holiday calls, post-holiday calls, and we were asked to come up with a motto for the year. And I've adopted one, and that is, 2023 make it be what you want it to be and so i've sort of committed myself to learn new things to resolve problems to streamline things and make things better um, and also to you know to do more volunteer work and try to help others that is awesome thank Great. you for sharing awesome yeah um, who's you, next oh god Ori. yeah if you'd like i can read a little bit of the table of contents for the january issue just to give you an idea you don't have any hands so you're good to go Okay. Yeah, I love that idea. Okay. So Kate starts off with quotes from Martin Luther King. Then Bonnie Mangrum says thanks. She actually won a free subscription. Um, I talk about Newsreel on cassette and that we have some six cassette mailers to pass along since we're no longer mailing on cassette. Then from National Braille Press, Microsoft Windows 11 Keystroke Compendium and Saturday uh, morning quotations and NBP has some new magnets. Uh, so those are kind of the first few items. And Ginger Harms on depression over the holidays. Tim Hendel about all the holidays uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Tom Likens about cell phones and Grace Bertolino concerning cell phones. This was about a particular cell phone. Uh, the person asking wanted to know if it was accessible or not. Uh, and then uh, Grace wanted information on how to get her uh, books recorded by NLS. Kathy Alverson is looking for phone friends. Vinnie Samarco is in need of a four-track cassette player. And Kate has January birthdays is next. And then we, we have this person, in Annie Cipetta who talks about the tooth about uh, aging and uh, Bob Branco comments on dealing with sighted people. And Mike Lance says, thanks and is looking for some books about radio and Jane McKeever with the December jumble. And we have a new jumble for January and Joan Andrews suggests where to get your braille writer repaired. So that's, that's kind of the first quarter of newsreel. So there are usually somewhere between 50 and 60 articles uh, per issue. And it, most of it is in the person's own voice, which is that kind of fun is, too. That is correct. The articles like such as NBP, uh, we have a volunteer who uh, uh, actually reads some of our articles. Uh, I send her articles, she reads them on her iPhones and emails them back to me. So it's great. Beth Clark is her name. So. She's fantastic. So she's a huge help in uh, in reading articles. And then Kate is as mentioned as the executive director. And then Larry Honecker, some of you may know, 
also helps a lot in processing the incoming mail and is starting to help with duplicating cartridges. Because you know, awesome. if you're duplicating a few hundred cartridges, it, it takes some time. Yeah, what's how long is the cycle? Um, you know, from getting the first couple of articles to sending out the cartridges and, and getting the downloads uploaded? I usually start seriously working on gathering the articles and editing around the 15th of the month. And then our aim is to send things out the last day of the month, thereabouts. So, you know, if the 31st is on a Saturday or a Sunday, we might be able to get it then that previous Friday, but occasionally it'll have to wait until Monday or Tuesday. And, you know, with the way how holidays fell this last year, uh, things were somewhat delayed. Uh, but our ideal is to get it out right at the end of the month. And how do, how do folks get articles into you? Well, a lot more people are sending uh, memos via iPhone, which works beautifully. Uh, because there's a relatively easy way to send those to us. Uh, Irwin, I-R-W-A-N, at newsreelmag.org. Uh, so, and then I could, of course, bring those into SoundForge in the computer to do the editing. We're still getting some articles on cassette and uh, we get uh, occasionally people will send an article on CD, but that's pretty rare. We have a couple people who do use the Victor stream and send in an SD card with an article. And in that case, I copy the article off and send the SD card right back to them. Um, so That's awesome. it, uh, you know, as many ways as, as possible. Uh, some people do call in by phone. Uh, I mean, it works, but the quality isn't usually very good. And some of the cell phone quality, especially is absolutely terrible. So we, prefer not to get articles by phone, but if the quality is good, we'll use them. And people are sending in original performances and, and poetry and things too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, will sometimes use, if somebody sends in a uh, YouTube link, uh, sometimes we will use that. And uh, so we're, we're open to a lot of different uh, things. We have uh, music sometimes from our uh, subscribers. And uh, so it, uh, it rarely am I looking for more items. The real trick, especially with cassette, is to get the tracks 45 minutes long. So yeah. sometimes I have to move articles around a little bit to make things fit, and that can be a challenge. Uh, once we totally get away from cassette, then it won't matter so much because we don't have a 45 minute. What's, what's the percentage of, of people that are still receiving cassettes? Oh, very small. Uh, I think we're doing 30 cassettes right now. And back wow. when I first started with Newsreel, we were doing something like 700 cassettes. And some of them were actually sent back out. If we sent out April and we got it back on April 15th, sometimes we would send it out to somebody who hadn't gotten April yet. So um, wow. now you know, we, we erase the cassettes and reuse them. Uh, and, but it's, it's down to around 30 now. So it's, uh, it's uh, if, if some piece of equipment dies, like the quarter track cassette recorder that we use, then that may be the end of cassettes. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens this year sometime. Sheila, let's do another check. No hands here. 
All right. Well, then, Erwin, let's give the information again, the website, uh, the phone number, and, yep. and um, subscription. And um, thank you so much for coming. Oh, I'm glad to do it. It's Newsreel, N-E-W-S-R-E-E-L. And the address is 5 East Long, L-O-N-G Street. And it's uh, Suite 1001. And it's Columbus, Ohio, 43215. And phone is 614-469-0700. And email, you can either do Irwin, I-R-W-I-N, or info, I-N-F-O, at newsreel, N-E-W-S-R-E-E-L, mag, M-A-G, dot org, O-R-G. And, uh, you know, we'd be glad to answer questions. If somebody wants a sample, we'll certainly be glad to send one out. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, any resolutions for the new year you want to share? Oh, I haven't really thought of any because I usually don't keep, keep them except to keep on doing what I'm doing and try to learn something and get a little better at what I'm doing. All right. Well, you're welcome back on Sunday edition anytime. Sorry about the mix up with the invite link. All right. Well, everybody, this has been an interesting journey so far. Um, I know we're all back out on ACB Media. So thank you, Rick, so much for going in and fixing whatever needed to be fixed there. Brain, thank you for, you know, alerting it. So uh, the second half of the show was supposed to be about New Year's resolution or holiday memories that you wanted to share or what you're looking forward to in this new year. So if you're out there in Clubhouse or on Zoom, throw those hands up. Let's talk. Anthony, um, and, before, and before we take those resolutions, why don't we play a promo uh, about something that everyone should be doing in the new year? Sounds good to me. All right, we'll be right back. The American Council of the Blind plays an important role in the daily lives of blind and visually impaired individuals all over the country. Whether it's making products and services more accessible for the blind, advocating for appropriate education for blind students, issuing scholarships to deserving college students, fighting for accessible currency, along with a host of other issues, it takes contributions from all of us. You can help by joining the monthly monetary support program, MMS. It's a great opportunity for members and friends to make sure these efforts continue. What ACB does enhances all of our lives. For more information, go to our website, acb.org, click on the donations link, go to the MMS tab, and enter. Or call 612-332-3242. All right, welcome back to Sunday edition. We're gonna to get to some resolutions and holiday and New Year's prospect conversations in a few minutes. But Bryn, why don't you step back up to your mic? You know, we promoted uh, tomorrow evening with BPI and the wonderful Debbie Grubb in association with Making Day History, our conversation about Bayard Reston. But um, we also have a really awesome part one of a Pride Connection conversation dropping on Tuesday. So you want to just give a couple of tidbits about what folks will see in their email lists tomorrow? Yes. Um, so uh, we will be airing an episode of Pride Connection this Tuesday and next Tuesday. Uh, that will be part one with our um, interview with, um, I think his name is Dr. David Rosen. And do you remember the other um, person's name that we had? Amy. Amy yeah. what? 
I, I know I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> we need we see we need Miss Ruth to keep us organized here. Um, yes. She was great, by the way. Um, anyway, so they are from the LGBT uh, senior health care. Um, and, and basically they they make sure that uh, people who are older are taken proper care of when they enter um, senior facilities as far as their um, as far as their queerness goes you know some people have to go back into the closet uh, out of fear of retaliation from residents uh, when they move into assisted living facilities and um, you know sometimes they have to worry about medical care not being respected or taken care of properly uh, that relate to uh, whatever walk of life that they come from in the LGBTQ plus spectrum um, and so we just we were we talked with them quite a bit about issues in regards to aging and being LGBTQ plus. And um, it was just a really fascinating conversation. And it turned into a two part episode. And um, our co-host and um, ally, Miss Ruth, did a really great job hosting. And so um, be sure to stay tuned to ACB Media One on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern for that episode. And you can also find it on your favorite podcatcher. Just search for Pride Connection. So I know I asked you before, but we're in our second hour. Any other resolutions for the new year that you're going to work on? Well, I I, I kind <laughs> of got all of my, my main resolution was to come out and I did. I did it on the first of the year, so I don't really have any big resolutions left. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, you know, the typical ones like, you know, losing some weight would be nice. Um, I was thinking about joining the YWCA. Um, it's actually right down the street from me. Um, it's a little expensive, but I thought about joining and um, starting to go to the gym more often. Um, and the other thing is, now that I'm back to working at State Services for the Blind, I need to work on having a better sleep schedule, getting to bed earlier and waking up, you know, you know more like at a reasonable hour. And um, so fixing my sleep schedule is a short term resolution that I think I can get figured out in the next couple of weeks. So that's that's what's on my plate this year for resolutions. Well, that's awesome. And a perfect segue, which happens often on Sunday edition without any plotting or planning. <laughs> um, we're actually going to be doing a show with Dr. Victoria Allred. Um, yeah, Victoria Allred um, in February, all about sleep. Um, you know, there'll be a little bit of talk about non-24. Um, she is not a representative of the company, but she was part of the team that developed um the formula for the oh lord but the non-24 people um but she has a book coming out so i'm really excited for that interview i think it's going to be the second um sunday in february so those are some cool things coming up all right sheila let's go to the hands somebody right. want to come and up and anthony talk. that is vanda pharmaceuticals with the vanda thank you <laughs> <You're welcome>. and, <laughs> yes. and i did and i did find us. out <laughs> I did find out it's Amy Simon and uh, David Rosen for that episode uh, of Pred Connection. So there you go. Oh, thank you. All right, Sheila, who's up? All right, you've only got one hand. So if anybody wants to share, please raise your hand. Annie. Hi, it's me again. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> uh, so I, I usually resolve not to have any resolutions. 
<clears throat> but um, this year is going to be a little different for me. I, there are a lot of transitions that are coming up. Uh, and uh, I think my main resolution is to just, um, to just, you know, lower the anxiety about the transitions and go with the flow and um, do more um, to be mindful about where I am. Um, you know, I, in the last six months, I have been doing more meditation and it's really benefited me in so many other ways. So I think I already made a resolution, but it was just too early. <laughs> um, you know, so that's, that's pretty much just be more mindful and, um, take things as they go and just try not to, uh, you know, try to keep the blood pressure down and, and, uh, you know, and when you age and you make these transitional things, my husband is retiring, we are moving, all these things that are going on in my life, I realize, you know, at more than ever than, than before, you know, though, that, that mindfulness and, and that being grounded is even more important. So, so yeah, yeah. So, and it's really helped me so far. So I'm going to keep going with it and, uh, and, and keep it, keep it active in my life. And, and that's about it. What about you, Anthony? Well, let me ask you real quick, anything exciting on the writing front? Oh, oh my goodness. Well, um, I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of writing right now. Uh, um, I'm, I'm in a, a generative poetry group. Um, I usually probably one poem a month, but they're definitely not finished yet. So there are a lot of things. Um, I want to get another poetry collection together, but that's way out in the future. I'm writing a, um, a nonfiction book about the um, the healing relationship of animals um, that have upon people in a therapeutic um, um, aspect. Nice. Yeah, and uh, I'm also um, writing a, a, this this science fiction novella, and we'll see where that goes. So, yeah, I I love that you dip in and out of of different genres: the poetry, you know, the the uh, fiction. Um, God, what is the title? The book you just released was so good. Um, Hope for the Tarnished. Book. Hope for the Tarnished. Thank you. Um, I I read that in like a day and a half. <laughs> oh, wow, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, but uh, I was wondering if I could plug another fellow writer's newest book. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. So his name is Chris. Quell, it's K-U-E-L-L, -L, or Quill, or however you want to spell it. Um, and his book is called Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S. It just came out on Atmosphere Press, and it's a um, it's a book of uh, a string, a collection of short stories that are loosely tied together by um, the, a person's relationship with the guitar. And I stayed up all night last night listening to this book. I could not put it down. Uh, awesome. I've known, yeah, I've known Chris for years. He's um, the editor of Breath and Shadow, um, and uh, that's a literary magazine for people with disabilities. Uh, and uh, I'm just, I'm just so thrilled that he has finally put this book out because it's excellent. I can't say enough about it. I'm just, I'm floored by the the talent and the um, perspectives of his characters and the and the depths of. Uh, you know, the human interest of all the, um, all the stories. So Morris by Chris Cool, Atmosphere Press, it's on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle. 
um, and soft cover. And I believe it'll become an audiobook at some point, but just not yet. So there you go, my friend Chris. Buy his book, read his book, review his book. He's wonderful. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much, Annie. I'm so glad you were here today. Um, you know what? I will take you up on the challenge about me. Um, and I have three main resolutions. The first one, I was in Honduras, and I put on a couple more pounds than I was already wanting to shed. So... Let's say I have a little, about six extra pounds now that I want to shed. So definitely the getting a little bit more exercise in and the really watching what I eat um, and cutting Great. out things like fast yeah. food is one. <laughs> My number two is I, I have um, accepted a contract with Democracy Live and I'm really excited about that. So I definitely want to hone the, the skills, you know, like to do and certain um, functionality that I don't really use as far as um, our techno technology is concerned to make myself more productive. Um, and I want to learn editing. So my second thing is technology. Mm. And then my third and last and, you know, consistently always a resolution is to think more and talk less, <laughs> except on Sunday. <laughs> think more and talk less that's mindfulness anthony it is and, and i'm finding yeah. different areas of mindfulness um especially i'm trying something called tapping for sleeping and and setting that that sleep routine having a couple of minutes in my mind to you know resolve whatever's in my head okay i gotta do this tomorrow and and physically kind of you know manifesting it as a list in my head instead of just having thoughts keep jabbing at me and keeping me from falling asleep so yeah, no, there's been a lot of mindfulness in the last year and, and I definitely want to bring that all through 2020, wow, 2023. Can you imagine? No. As well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. I, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those old sci-fi chicks that used to buy Pulp Fiction way back, um, you know, in the 70s. And I'm thinking it's 2023. I, I just can't believe it. Where's my flying yeah. car? I want my <laughs> flying car. I know, right? <laughs> Where's where's the moon was, colony we were supposed to have? <laughs> yeah, I was doing research for the program that we're doing tomorrow night, and you know it's like wait, uh, sixty three. Wow, that's the six. I, I remember celebrating the thirtieth anniversary. Oh my god, I'm old. <laughs> that's like the real <laughs> that's been in my head for like the last couple of days. I was at a thirtieth celebration, and I'm now researching for the sixtieth you know year celebration. Well, I'm getting old. <laughs> we're getting not getting older. We're getting better. I think that was an old an old T-shirt from somewhere a long time ago, or a bumper sticker. Remember those bumper stickers? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know we're like wine. We're you know we're aging distinguishedly, or whatever. I used to love those T-shirts too. <laughs> You're getting All an right. upgrade, Anthony. You're getting an upgrade. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, Anthony. You might be researching it, but I lived it. So you're not old. <laughs> oh. All right. I definitely deserve that kick. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Sheila, do we have you any You don't hands? have any hands. Oh, my. All right, people, you're going to have to help me out here. What do we want to talk about next? What about technology? Like, what do you like? I, I, I'm in this technology hole myself. Um, I'm, I'm at, I feel like I'm at a level where I do need to up the game, um, like audio editing or, you know, taking the final plunge. Uh, but I'm, I'm at this precipice of hesitation because I'm like, it, do I have enough brain cells to learn this stuff? 
uh, you know, <laughs> how complicated is it? I don't know. <laughs> you know, um, some of it, <laughs> and I feel you because, you know, I, I put my, bra my Braille on pause uh, for, to go to Honduras and for the new year. And so I have to pick that pick that back up next week. And it's like, do, do I want to start an audio editing class at the same time that, you know, I'm going right back into Braille yeah. and how much bandwidth does my brain have? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, but you know, I have all the equipment and it's been sitting here getting very, very, very little use. I only use it for streaming. I'm not editing. I, I, I'm barely recording with it and it's all here. So it, I am determined over the next few months to, to take, uh, like the Derek Lane does a course that I really want to take. There's a few that will, at one point, yeah. I won't have to ask Byron, you know, is it podcasted enough? Uh, Brent, excuse me. I won't have to ask Byron if, you know, if, if the podcast is up yet, I'll just be able to snap the edit quickly and do it myself. Right. Yeah. yeah. What is, what's your favorite technology right now? Oh, Annie, me? Yeah, I'll go oh, with you. Okay. So I, I have a la Windows laptop. Um, and, uh, um, I do simple, simple recordings through, um, my, the, the sound editor that's already, you know, in my computer, I don't have, um, a, you know, uh, I don't have audacity or reaper or, um, or gold wave though. Gold wave and reaper are the two that I'm considering get, you know, one or the other. Um, you know, I did get a two channel mixer and a really nice headset. Um, and that's it's awesome, uh, but uh, it does suck a lot of um, electricity, you know, a lot of energy from my laptop. So I don't know. Um, so I'm like the, you know, <laughs> still in the figuring out how to do this stage. Um, so yeah, I I got the Zoom P4, um, a Sennheiser mic, a really great you know headset, mm -hmm. and I've done a couple of the a few of the karaoke recordings that I've done. I've done on it, but I have and a couple of interviews that I've been able to splice into Sunday edition when the person couldn't come live. But that's the extent of what I've used it for, and it really is a great you know setup. A great and everyone says it sounds amazing. So yeah, mine does too. Yeah, I yeah I got to get more up on. Uh, let's go over to Bryn. Bryn, what are you, um, what technology are you excited about right now? Well, um, I have been playing a, a lot with my, uh, new mixer that I got a couple of months ago. And, um, it is the, uh, Rode Procaster 2. The Rodecaster Pro 2 is what it's called. Um, and it's very similar to the Zoom P4 in that I can do things like... <laughs> Um, but one, one of the things I really like about it is it has the ability to do something called a mix minus. And what that means is when you're on Zoom uh, and you're recording a, an interview or a phone call, the caller is not going to get an echo, 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 echo back at themselves because the mix minus is saying, you can hear Bryn, but you can't hear yourself. Um, and in the past, you've had to sort of make those with multiple sound cards and cables. And um, it was a bit of a process to set up a mix minus. And you had to understand the the dynamics of, of audio in order to create one and know how to do it right. Um, 
And now with this board, it just has a mix minus built in and you can either turn it on or turn it off. Um, so that, so that zoom could hear itself or not. Um, and, um, and I don't think there's ever a time that you would want zoom hearing itself. So I usually just leave that engaged. Um, but one of the things I really want to do at some point <clears throat> is do more, uh, podcasts where, where I'm talking, um, host more episodes of pride connection, uh, fill in for Anthony on Sunday edition more. Um, I used to do a show called the talk zone, which is sort of a sister um, show to the fun zone, which is my comedy music show. And um, it was a call in talk show where we just talked about like what we're doing right now. We don't really have a game plan. We just, people show up and we talk about whatever. And um, it was a lot of fun and I miss doing it. And so I, I've been thinking, well, like, should I bring it back like once a month and, you know, start doing it again? Um, so this mixer, that I got in like June of last year was uh, for that. And I, and I still haven't done it yet, but I want to. Um, the other thing that I've been doing um, in the last two weeks or so is prepping for some Christmas gifts that I wanted to give to some friends. And unfortunately I'm very late in getting these gifts created. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to do is make some old retro um, audio cassette mixtapes. Do you remember like you, you, you yeah. have that special someone yeah. or that best friend and you'd make them a mixtape and you, <laughs> yeah. you'd wait for that song to come on the radio and you would sit there with pause and record. And then as soon as it starts and the DJ shuts up, you'd start hitting, you know, you'd undo pause and you'd record the song off the radio and then pause it again. Um, yeah. So I, I, I want to make some mixtapes um, for some close friends of mine. And what my plan is, is to give them a little like Walkman style uh, player uh, and the cassette and a pair of headphones. So that, cause, cause like a lot of people aren't going to have cassette players these days and these cassette players have a Bluetooth transmitter built into them. So when you oh, hit, oh, wow. yeah. So when you hit play the audio cassette player, We'll start going into pairing mode and then you turn on your Bluetooth speaker and put that in pairing mode and it finds it. It, it sees, yeah. oh, there's a device requesting pairing access. And so it, it pairs up with that cassette player and plays it on your Bluetooth um, speaker or your headphones uh, if that's what you'd prefer to do. Uh, and so I'll be <laughs> handing those out next week. The problem is I have a cassette recorder um, that I was going to use but it's got a very bad tune. <laughs> so um, I can't use that one. And I found another cassette recorder that I thought I could use, but it's an old four-track um, talking book recorder from APH. And those recorded mono. So I started recording the first song of the first mixtape, and it was like, little high do 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 and i'm like oh there should be a little low there oh it left out the right channel okay <laughs> so it's, on, it's in mono so i need to find a, a stereo cassette recorder there doesn't have a belt so that i can record it so that's what's going on with me anthony that's why wow. you know that's a really really creative gift kudos yeah <laughs> all right let's see any hands <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
Brand, I have to tell you that was that was a beautiful imitation of what a cassette player did and has done in, in the past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lynn, Lynn Corral raised your hand. I was just going to say we also have someone in Clubhouse now, finally too. So all right, oh, we'll take Lynn awesome. first and okay, then Clubhouse. Cool. Yep. First of all, I love the sound effects. What can I say, uh, Bryn? That was wonderful. But I wanted to say one thing I wanted to understand is how to record multiple versions of me for karaoke, like harmonize. And I don't have a mixer and all that kind of stuff. And I don't have a lot of money. But uh, what would be the best way? To, people have talked about GarageBand. I do have an iPhone, of course. But, you know, I, I would like to record harmony for, my, for myself. And I don't know how to do that. You know, not that I expect anybody to explain it on this call, but that's something I'd really like to learn. You know, once I'm finished with the dissertation and I have a little more time on my hands. All, all you need is a cloning device and about um, <laughs> however many years it is that you are old and uh, or at least until you get to the voice that you're wanting. <laughs> well, I don't think you're serious, Bryn, but that's okay. <laughs> I did a really cool experiment for the New Year's Eve. Um, I did Madonna's Deeper and Deeper, and I decided I wanted to, you know, do the backing vocals. And there's two portions in the song where she's basically singing yeah. to herself. Yeah. And um, so I have a really good karaoke microphone, um, and you can actually get it on sale on Amazon for around 40 bucks. It's um, really? the Bonnie Oak. Yeah. So I took the first track that I recorded, and I played it through the Bonnie Oak and used my iPhone um, using the voice memo. And I basically right. held the phone directly to the the speaker on the on the karaoke mic and sang the secondary harmony parts. And it came out really well. Um, I can send you <laughs> the copy of it to to check out, but it, the quality was really yeah. really good. No, I thought, it was, I, I, I thought it was. I thought it was really good, and you know, I I. I, I, I use voice memos all the time now because Zoom, something happened with Zoom that I can't send the recording to community.acb.org like I used to do. It doesn't paste. I don't know why. So I'm using voice memos to send uh, music now. So you would use the voice memos plus your uh, karaoke mic. Uh, I have to look for that on Amazon. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's Bonnie Oak. Um, I think it's German. Um, B-A-O-N-O-O-K. Um, and it's, okay. it's great. Just karaoke, karaoke mic. All right. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks. I heard we have somebody in Clubhouse. We do. Michael Babcock is here. Oh, hey, Michael. Welcome back. Hey. Hey, thanks. Uh, I, have, I, I have an answer to the question for Anthony and then a question for Bryn. So the answer to the question for Anthony is 2023 for me is the year of simplicity. I'm doing what I can do to simplify my workflows and tasks. And that does mean that I need to learn some new stuff with Reaper and I need to learn some new stuff with, with other tools. Uh, but if I can automate it, I am a character of, I will mess something up or I will forget to send a client a file or something like that. So, so to make my life more simple, I'm using and learning tools that can automate those tasks. So everyone gets what they need in the format that they need it. Um, so that, that's my year of simplicity. Now, Brent, my question for you is I am really intrigued by this uh, mixer you have. I've been looking at it off and on. What's the footprint of it? Is it, is it fairly large or is it fairly? Brent? I'm sorry about that. I thought I was, I thought I was unmuted. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's actually fairly compact. Uh, it doesn't take up too much room on my desk. Um, I would say it's probably the size of a laptop, maybe a bit bigger. 
Um, but it has a slanted screen that faces up. So it's like a touch screen. Um, and, and, uh, it, it is not the most accessible thing in the world. Um, if you're looking for accessible and small, you want, you want to look at the zoom P4. Um, it's, it's going to be a little more, uh, tactile in terms of the buttons that are available yeah. and, and accessible, uh, uh, features, uh, are a little bit better. We, we've been trying to ask road to make us mm-hmm. an accessible update for this mixer or make their app accessible or make their PC software accessible. And they've been dragging their feet. Um, there's a group of blind people who uh, put together a review of this uh, mixer last year. And they talked a lot about how they contacted Rode directly and said, we would like to help consult you in making this product accessible. And Rode's response was, well, we've already got a partnership going with Vision Australia because they're an Australian company. (laughs) Um, However, They've got this partnership with Vision Australia, but nothing has been happening. Um, it's it's been stuck at the current state of an accessibility since the, the Roadcaster One um, came out, and so it, it 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 does work in terms of the buttons are accessible. I can I can do that without looking. Um, I can uh, move the sliders up and down. I can use the mix minus. I can mute. I can you know mix two channels together. I can adjust my headphones and all that. But if I want to do anything in the software, it's totally inaccessible. Um, what you can do is have someone else uh, take your, basically they, you, you can have them go into the software on their computer and make a configuration file and then send it to you. And uh, the, the road tech support folks will also do that for you. Um, you can ask them to set certain things up in a configuration for you and then have them send it to you. And then you can import that. And um, uh, that unfortunately is the current state of accessibility with the Roadcaster Pro 2. <laughs> Perfect. I, I and, and I'll stop talking for someone else here in a second. But the reason I'm looking at the Roadcaster is, and you said it, the sliders. I have the Vocaster right now from Focusrite. Mm-hmm. But uh, my next upgrade will be to something similar to that. I used to have the Soundcraft, and that's what I loved was the slider. So thanks. Yeah, no problem. And for for folks out there who want to do basic podcasting and maybe a little karaoke recording like me, um, the Zoom P4 does have the Mix Minus uh, built in as well. So you have to set it in the menu in the beginning, but then it stays, you know, like yours, it stays on the whole time. Because um, I have done a couple of, you know, the telephone through the Zoom P4 recording so that I could play those interviews here on Sunday Edition. And um, Brittany, we would say that the sound quality is actually better than I sound now, right? Oh, a- absolutely. No, you're, um, when you use your P4, it always sounds really nice and I can always tell the difference. <laughs> um, I, although I gotta say, uh, that should not dissuade anyone from using their iPhone microphone, uh, or, or earbuds, uh, cause it's, it sounds fine. I, I will say if you're going to be on an interview or, um, a Zoom call or something like that and you are concerned about audio quality, don't use your AirPods. Yeah, that um, the the guide dog interview uh, piece that I did, I was on the on the laptop with the P4 at that point. We had started the interview, and I had a regular Logitech, um, the all built in one, and the sound quality was okay. Um, and he, but he kept saying, you know, can you adjust the boom? Can you adjust the boom? 
all right. And my head is, I guess, weird shaped because I ended up pulling the the headband all the way to the like forehead portion of my head. And that and was like, no, no, now that looks bad on camera. <laughs> so I ended up switching over to the expensive equipment that I bought that was just sitting there hardly ever getting any use. But I digress as I'm known to do. Sheila, do we have any hands, Darcy? Do we have anyone in Clubhouse? We don't have any more hands right now. And you don't have any here. All right, let me do it. Well, quick of course you here. do. Of course I said that. Yeah. Margie. <laughs> hey there. I hey. just want to congratulate you, Bryn, for coming out. Oh, thank you. We've known you just for a while, but now you're public about it. And, you know, you had to do it when you were ready. And um, I, unfortunately, I missed part of what you said about your dad, but I'll catch up with you later. Um, I'm just very proud of you for doing that. Oh, thank you. You had to take a lot of guts and a lot of bravery, especially with parents. Yeah. Uh, I I, I will tell you that when I talked with my father about uh, being trans and and told him about it, I was expecting, you know, anger, um, confusion, shock. Um, And I got a little bit of all of that. But what I got most was love. Um, And what he said to me was, Mm. at the end of the day, what I care most about is whether or not you're happy and uh, whether or not you are struggling or or having, you know, he's like, I don't want you to, um, I don't want you to have to carry around these burdens of of feeling these this way and not being able to be out about it. So yeah, he was very, I I, I was just, I was really beside myself uh, by how much he cared and how much he was, you know, willing to work with me and, and adapt to this new way of life for me. Well, as that's a parent wonderful. myself, that's exactly how it should be. You love your yeah. children regardless, mm-hmm. you know, so congrats. Thank you. Bryn, I, I wonder, I hope you won't mind if I put you on the spot. Um, oh, you no. wrote a really beautiful post on social media and you mentioned earlier about your dead name and, and Margie and I, for sure, definitely know what that means, being BPI and BPI ally. But could you talk a little bit about dead names and the post that you put about uh, being understanding of of the transition at this point? Yeah, um, well, for me, um, so first of all, a dead name is essentially the name that you used when you were the other gender that you were when you were born. Um, and, um, you know, after you transition, many people uh, pick a different name because it fits their gender presentation better. Um, and in my case, Byron is a very distinctly male name. Um, and, but it was hard for me because my father's name is Byron and my grandfather's name is Byron. And it was a point of pride that my father got to name me out of all the siblings, out of all the siblings in his family, all the men in his family that could have sired children, that he was the one that got to have their father's name passed on to his child and he's struggling with you know the fact that i want to change my name and so i told him i said you know i hope you know that me wanting to change my name is not out of disrespect for you or grandpa uh or any just sort of disdain for my name it just doesn't fit my gender anymore and and so i told him i said when i picked my name I chose something that had a B and a Y and an N in it <laughs> because I wanted it to still symbolize that, you know, I wanted to honor my, my father and uh, have a name that was still similar to what he had originally picked. And I think him knowing that really helped. Um, 
because he was telling me that he, you know, he cried and cried um, when he first heard, like after he was very calm and very collected when he talked to me, but I found out from my sister later that he, he cried quite a bit that night. And um, you know, cause it's, it, there's, there's definitely a feeling of grief or loss for, a, for a parent because it feels like the child they raised is, is, you know, dead and, and someone else has taken their place. And that's not the case. Um, we do use the term dead name because it's a name from a previous life or a, you know, previous time in your life. Um, but that person is still there. That person is every bit still as nerdy and weird and geeky and uh, into audio and into podcasting and giving Anthony grief as, as, as they were before. And um, so, you know, she's not, she's not dead. She's just different now. Um, but yeah, we do use that term dead name just to sort of reflect that, like, no one should be using that name anymore. It's in the past. It's dead. And uh Yeah. Uh, maybe a bit of a harsh name for something like that, but I think it very firmly symbolizes that that name should not be used anymore. And so in, in a week or three weeks, eventually I, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Someone who hasn't experienced Sunday edition or any of the BPI stuff may come on and, and reference Byron. Mm -hmm. What, um, what is that process for, for us going to look like? So uh, I know that people are going to take time to get used to the name change and the pronouns change um, and that people are going to slip up. And so I'm not going to be upset if, if someone, um, you know, does dead name me or misgenders me. Um, I'll correct you. And I might correct you kind of sternly if you keep doing it. Um, I, <laughs> but, but I'm not going to be upset with you because I, I know that it's um, look, I've had decades to process these feelings and to come to this conclusion and poor Anthony has only had like the last two months. So, <laughs> so, you know, if Anthony makes a mistake, I will correct him, but I will not bite his head off. Yeah. So, so very well stated. All right. Let's, let's go to the hands <laughs> again and hope somebody wants to talk. Please. <laughs> you have no hands and you have 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh you yeah. got a hand because i guilted oh them. beautiful claude. thank you <laughs> claude unmute uh good morning Aubrey. i want to thank you um because um i know someone who is uh, who's transitioned they, they transitioned years ago and every so often so often i trip up and i refer to the wrong gender. Uh, luckily, their name change is not significant. I mean, what they use now is comparable to what they had before. Um, I care for them very much. They're really neat people. They're, you know, I, I love having conversations with them and I love their guide dog, which loves me. But this whole conversation and explaining the concept of a dead name and sharing what you've been through, um, that's, really you know enlightening for me um relative and as it relates to my life and my experience um it's um um in fact they're also a twin and um they are the stronger of the two and uh caring for their uh physically challenged twin and that um they're important to me in the i've known them for gosh seven years now and uh, I remember really, maybe my, when I first got to know them, uh, you were saying about how if someone 
uh, uses the wrong gender name, you yell at them. And I remember being treated that way. I um, referred to them in the wrong way, and somebody yelled at me really loud, like, and not that that, I mean, I still react to that moment in memory, but um, that they're still important to me and that this decision you've made and the conversation you've had and your process and the, the friends you have and the, you know, what you're planning for, I think it's marvelous. Um, and uh, good for you, congratulations, best wishes, but thank you for sharing uh, what you have because it, um, it, it, it resonates or it, it relates to um, you know, an experience in my life uh, with someone I know. And I think it's marvelous. Um, um, uh, Thank you. I'm fascinated by you know, your personal technical skills and the way you've expressed yourself uh, about all things you do. But just this process, um, I, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, uh, think, about it, think about it this way. Um, <clears throat> You have a name that's very specific. It, it's uh, pronounced a certain way. And if somebody routinely or regularly mispronounces that name, if I, if I called you Claudie uh, all the time, because you have an E at the end of your name, uh, and I kept mispronouncing it, and you said, no, no, it's not pronounced that way, and I kept doing it, that feeling of resentment or anger um, is very same. It's, it, it's very much the same. It's very palatable. Um, you know, you're willing to give people the benefit of the doubt that they don't mean any ill will or um, bad intention. Um, but but when it keeps happening over and over again, and you keep telling them that it's not the way that they're saying it, um, it gets it gets frustrating. And, um, you know, so you, it's, it's hard to not lose your cool. It's like um, blind people often are accosted by sighted people in certain ways. Like, here, let me let me help you across the street. And your initial gut reaction is to wrench your arm away from them and go, no, I'm fine. I got it. I'm fine. Um, and we have to remember that we as blind people are often the first blind person they have seen in a really long time. We are the representative of the blind community. And, um, you know, we have to try to behave in a certain way to have the best representation of blind people and so we have to say well thank you very much for your help sir but i i don't need help crossing the street but thank you uh you know try to try to you know go on with our day but it keeps happening every day every day it happens and it's hard to not lose your cool um it's that same kind of visceral reaction when it keeps happening um with misgenderings or dead names um and it does take patience and and time to, to just um, get through it. So if someone ever does bite your head off about their pronouns or their name, um, just try to remember what it was like for you um, when people would approach you about certain things that were incorrect or pronounce your name incorrectly or just treat you differently than the way that you want to be treated when they're not respecting you the way that you want to be respected. It's, it's that same kind of feeling. Anthony, I think you just had a new topic for a call. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And this is your vulnerability and and frankness about, you know, the feeling of it and the the really, really great explanation is is beautiful and and very needed. So thank you for for being willing to be vulnerable with us like yeah. with us like this, Bryn. Um 
I want to, you know, I want to definitely say that if anyone were to be deliberately mispronouncing or, or misgendering you here on Sunday edition, anything, I, I would go so far as to say, I think any ACB call, um, the person's responsible, that would be me and Sheila here, uh, would make sure that they, you know, were not allowed to, to continue that. Um, and I would think that that would be a, a, an across the board policy for any of our members who may transition or come in to our life as one person and transition to another. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 one I, more thing, um, Bryn, you, you touched upon it. Claudine is one of those names and Clyde is another. So oh. right on, right on. You, you touched right on that. So you brought yeah. it up. Thanks a yeah. lot. I, I remember, so right now I'm facing Briny, uh, Brenny, Brenna, <laughs> and I used to face Brian a lot. Like people would call me Brian all the time when it was Byron. So, yeah. <laughs> no, and it's this funny Margie, because I, just I have want to friend... say something that. Go ahead, I'm not going to you, Margie. Oh, um, speaking of Claude, I know Claude from another arena. And forever, I kept calling him Clyde, and he never corrected me. And it wasn't literally; it wasn't until I actually looked at his name um, in writing to see that it was Claude. And I frequently get called Marge, and I absolutely despise that name. And I tell people, you can call me Margie or Marjorie, but never Marge. Marge is in The Simpsons. So, <laughs> so I will always try to honor your your name. Even if I slip up, I will still try to honor it. Well, I, I have a friend who is Brenna. Um, and, and, you know, her mother was Brenna with an E. So to be, you know, cute and, and have a junior without having a junior, she named her daughter Brenna. And so when I, I put Bryn and when I redid your contact, um, every time I went to send you a message, it was sending it to Brenna. So now you're Bryn BPI. <laughs> that's funny yeah no i keep i keep seeing on your emails because you must have someone oh that makes sense in your contacts you have somebody with b-r-y-n-n-e and so when you say my name to dictation it types it wrong i was wondering why that kept happening <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Now, yeah thank you for letting me know because i have no idea but now i can I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you know me. Just, I love my dictation. Perpetually, per perpetually <laughs> deleting E's for the rest of your life. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, man. Or maybe I'll just change her to Brenna with the E and she'll never know. <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. Um, Anthony, one of the things that I, I decided to do just to kind of give you some uh, topics to to talk about before we run out of time here. Uh, there's a website called reddit.com and they have a, a subreddit called ask reddit and um, people just ask random interesting questions. So this might be a place you might want to look um, at some point to like build your arsenal of weird questions to ask. Um, but one of the questions that I loved in here is Anthony, what is your go to McDonald's order? Oh, yeah, I can give you that. In a hot <laughs> All right. Double quarter pounder with cheese, ketchup only um, in Florida. So they like to throw mustard and mayonnaise on everything. So double quarter pounder with cheese, ketchup only, a large fry, and an Oreo cookie McFlurry. Nice. Mine. Um, and if I'm really hungry, I throw in the 10 piece nuggets, but God. 
Nice. Mine is <laughs> yeah. mine is very similar. I do I do the double quarter pounder meal with cheese, uh, but I also do a McChicken sandwich. Uh, you know, extra because uh, there's like this pepper or something in their yes. chicken breading that makes it sort of zesty. And it's really, you know, the chicken is really good. So I always like to have that uh, sort of like as an extra. All right, Sheila, can we get you to answer a McDonald's uh, favorite or question? Yeah, it's nothing. I don't like McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some apple slices or something. Yeah, they're they're pies. I, I love like that. Their pies. I love that. I like the pies. Those are the only <laughs> thing I like at McDonald's. <laughs> I heard Margie. Margie, do you have one? Large iced tea with lemon only. <laughs> I don't eat fast food, but I'll go to McDonald's because I'm thirsty and get a nice tea. Oh, there you go. You know, I, I'm going to ask a question that segues. It's it's an offshoot of the of the topic that we've been discussing with with Bryn. Um, I was in a McDonald's years ago. It was during the the time period where they were they were trying to introduce no genderized happy meals. What are your opinions on that? And um, Bryn, I will go with you first. Do you think there should be a not you know a non gender option, or should we be phasing out? both gender options choose something that is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I think uh, as far as, uh, you know, gendered clothing or gendered toys or gendered pretty much anything, um, I think we should start transitioning to, um, you know, would you, would you like the blue, you know, the, the blue happy meal or the pink happy meal or, uh, you know, something, or, or would you, I don't know. I, I think first of all, we need to just make um, certain things accessible to the opposite gender. So girls should be playing with as many boys toys as they want and vice versa. Boys should be playing with whatever girls toys that they want. And we should probably stop calling them boys toys and girls toys because they're just plastic. They're just toys. Mm -hmm. If someone gravitates towards dolls or trucks, then that's just the kind of person they're in that, that they are. Um, but yes, I think, you know, a, a, a non-gendered um, option would be a good idea, you know, something that um, could be for for either gender. Um, but I think more so we just need to make accessible the the different types of toys to everyone and and get rid of that stigma of shame. Um, my gosh, my son plays with dolls. That's terrible. Oh, my gosh, my daughter plays with trucks. How horrible. We should we should stop that. Yeah, thank you. I, that's Agreed. sort of how I yeah agree on. And you know, I, I recently was looking at some of the legislation here in Florida, and it just in theory, it's like, you know what, we want a non-gender option. We're, we're not trying to take away boy or girl. You know, we're not trying to tell you in kindergarten, okay, you're not a boy or a girl, you're just a human. We just want the respect of having another option. Mm -hmm. Margie, did you want to say a few things? Well, I'll say an unpopular one. I think they shouldn't have toys and Happy Meals. I have two young granddaughters, and they want to go to McDonald's to get the toy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if we have to have toys, take the Cracker Jack idea, although McDonald's does get better <laughs> toys. It was always things that were gender neutral, you know. Um, now Cracker Jack doesn't even give out toys. Um, but the other thing I'm going to say about the non-gender my brother and I were a year and a day apart, and my sister was three years older. I always played with my brother. We always played cowboys and the Indians. I always played with his racetrack. And I'm a heterosexual woman, and I was a heterosexual kid. So 
I think it's just, um, I, I just, you know, and it, that was obviously okay. Nobody, nobody tried to categorize me or shame me. But I do believe to this day, had the opposite happened, my brother tried to play with my dolls, it would have been very different. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think kids should play with what they want, honestly. And it, um, it doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter if you're trans. It doesn't matter any of that. I mean, you could just play with the toy you want. And I'm, I'm a stickler for that because I like boys' toys. Yep. There's there's a really great song uh, by the Library Bards called Geeky Girl, um, and it's a parody of Barbie Girl, but it's uh, basically about how jo- uh, toys are very much gendered, um, and she didn't get to play with boys' toys uh, when she was a kid. She was often denied the chance to have things like G.I. Joes and racetracks and, you know, like cool Nerf guns and stuff, you know, like she she got Barbies, and that's just not what she was into. She wanted to play with Pokemon cards and stuff. Um, and, um, you know, so the, the fact that we are gendering toys and saying you can have these ones and you can have these ones, but you can't, you can't switch. And especially for boys to play with girls toys is especially looked down upon. And, um, I, I don't think that's good. I think we need to let kids have a healthy, um, respect for all genders, um, and, and getting a chance to explore those toys is a good way of doing that. I mean, right. When we grow and we develop um, a big part of growing and developing is playing with toys and uh, learning to play with different kinds of toys from from different walks of life is a good way to like learn how to uh, be a well-rounded pure person. So I don't mm-hmm. see I don't see why there's such a, you know, stigma with that. Anthony, you have one hand and you have 10 minutes and I will just throw in that I think we expect fathers Lynn, you can unmute. Um, we expect fathers to take care of our children when we're out. So, you know, I mean, that's a doll. <laughs> right? Doll. Yeah. So maybe right. there'll exactly. be more, maybe there'll be more men that knew how to uh, change, change diapers diaper. and feed babies exactly. if they played with dolls. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <So> <laughs> first, first of all, Sheila, I wanted to um, give my condolences to you Thank again. Thank you, honey. Thank you so um, much. Also, um, my son had a Flip Wilson doll. He was about eight or nine. I don't remember. I mean, we didn't care. I never gave him guns. Never. He had a lot of Legos, and uh, that's kind of gender neutral. Um, I loved electric trains. My brothers had electric. I loved the Lionel electric trains when, in the 60s. I loved those. So, you know, I think that when we uh, say that, uh, or we used to call women tomboys if they did anything. That was, you know, off their gender. Yeah. Why did we do that? Why did we do that? That's ridiculous. And I loved climbing trees, and you know, even though I was a blind kid, or the monkey bars, or you know, that kind of stuff, the slide, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think that we really do a disservice to uh, the human race when we when we uh, gender toys and we do that kind of stuff. And I, I haven't eaten at I haven't eaten at McDonald's since 1992. God bless. <laughs> God bless. I'm not, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing with you. I, I, God bless. I'm thinking to myself, if, you know, if I didn't have a double cheeseburger at least once every three months, I might go a little bit insane. I might need a 12 step. I'm that way with pizza, Anthony. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because I'm gluten free and dairy free. And I did that because I, Ended up getting very sick uh, with colitis, so I don't eat any fast food anymore at all. 
You know, I, I was actually having a conversation with uh, a Discord server, um, basically chat room that I that I frequent um, about gluten free food and restaurants. And it turns out that some uh, some fast food restaurants, uh, particularly the one that we were talking about was P.F. Chang's, um, they have special color coded plates in their kitchen and, and they have like uh, dedicated fryers with gluten free. Um, I think having gluten-free options especially is becoming very big in the in the food industry um and more and more places are offering vegan options now uh dairy-free options nut nut free options and um the biggest concern for me though is okay you offer that but you know how the 16 year old that you hired uh how much are they concerned about cross-contamination like how much do they care Yes, they, they have the blue plates and the red plates and the orange plates and the green plates and the red, you know, but how much are they actually paying attention? How much do they care? You're, you're right. As a matter you of know, fact, I but, was, um, sorry, go ahead, Marge. visiting a hotel in California for one of our conventions several years ago. And the question was all answered. And, and the person that we were dealing with happened to be visually impaired and in a wheelchair. And we were talking about vegan and all that. She goes, we will not offer that here until we can build an entirely separate kitchen. Because there's no way wow. that you can have true vegan food that's cooked with non-vegan food. Wow, and that's it's true. Yeah, no, it, it is true. I mean, same thing with probably kosher. You know, if somebody's kosher, exactly, you, know, and, and you can't mix milk and meat. So, same thing. But I do think that um, we we're talking about cruises because I said, you know, when I graduate, when I finish this dissertation, I want to go on a cruise. So my son was saying, yeah, you know, he's vegan and she and his girlfriend is vegan. So we're trying to figure out if any of the cruise lines offer vegetarian or vegan food, too. So, <laughs> you know, what's really interesting is I, you know, my roommate is vegan. And prior to them moving in with me, I would always pick the meat option because I always thought I was getting a bigger bang for my buck. Um, you know, why get vegan lasagna when you can have meat lasagna? And I have since learned because I, when I, when I cook things or when I eat things, I want to share them with my roommate that often the vegan option is pretty good. I, I'm actually quite fond of beyond Italian sausages. Um, they're, I think they're less greasy and, and like make me less kind of like cloggy after I eat them, uh, than like the meat counterparts and, uh, vegan like veggie burgers, like, um, the Beyond Meat burgers are really good. Uh, you do kind of have to get past the fact that they smell like cat food when you first open them, but yeah. <laughs> they're pretty good actually. I gotta say. Anthony, you've got yep. five minutes. Do you want to check with Darcy to see if anybody in Clubhouse wants to? Yeah, let's let's see where this conversation can go next. Darcy, anyone? <laughs> no, but we we actually have several people here in Clubhouse, but we don't have any any uh, hands raised. But uh, yeah, we have some. So no, well, no one here. I want to say thank you to the Clubhouse people, and please keep coming back. This is um an experiment in progress. Some some of the calls I know are a little bit more livelier, but um, Sunday Edition always welcomes input. So if you're on Clubhouse, keep coming back. I really appreciate. You guys checking us out. Um, I, wow, we touched on a lot of things today and we had a bunch of technical difficulties to deal with, but we soldiered on really, really cool. Bryn, honestly, I really can't thank you enough for being vulnerable and um, giving us giving us that that true feel of what, you know, what the last couple of months have felt like mm. and, and, you know, what it's it feels like to kind of navigate through the day 
you know, I said earlier when you were talking about going back to to um, state services, I, I truly wish that sooner rather than later we get to a point where a conversation like this is idiotic because it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Everybody goes to, to work like that, feeling respected, feeling like they're safe in their place and with their coworkers. And then to have a conversation like this would be like, why? Why, 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 why wouldn't you feel happen? safe at work? Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And Anthony, I'll tell you, I, if I had told myself, if I had a DeLorean or a TARDIS or, or a phone booth from Bill and Ted, if I could go back in town, uh, back in time uh, and talk to myself from three years ago prior to COVID and said, you know, hey, you're going to be out as uh, LGBTQ. You're going to be out as tra- you're going to be out as trans. You're going to have told your father. You're going to like you know post it on Facebook, and you're going to be out at work. I would not have believed myself. I never would have thought that I would be at where I'm at. And um, it's it's kind of a like just a surreal feeling to know that it's finally over <laughs> the hiding and the secrecy and just the you know the the keeping this thing uh, buried under me for for so long it's finally over and it's just like wow i don't have to worry about this anymore <laughs> it's great we've spoken about this private privately but i am so glad i get to say this over the air and and to all of our listeners who enjoy our banter and enjoy our i've never heard you this light this yeah. um buoyant it, 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 I, I almost feel like you're sitting on like a pool raft, just <laughs> sitting, like laying back, chilling, like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> it, it, like, every, like every night uh, since the 1st of January, every night when I go to bed, I, you know, I, I pull back the covers and go, that was a good day. <laughs> I didn't have any dysphoria today. That was great. <laughs> yeah, no, it feels really good. This is great. And folks, if you know, if you don't follow Bryn on um, social media, the, 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 the journey is worth it. Go, um, go click on Facebook and, and read some of the posts and, and follow the fun that this girl is having here. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Next week on Sunday edition um, will be the day before Martin Luther King Jr. Day and Mark Reichert, who won the uh, 15 minutes of fame at the auction is going to be taking the show over, but he's asked me to be here. Um, and it will be a celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, 60 years since his amazing and iconic I Had a Dream speech. Um, but he's using a different uh, or portions from a different speech to pass along a message to all of us and to the world. So I'm looking forward to that. We've got a, a bunch of great shows in the lineup. I'm working with Margie on, on a cool show for February. So keep coming back, folks, again tomorrow night at 8 p.m. It will be on ACB Media 5, but the information to join the conversation is all over the place. Bayard Rustin, um, Lessons in Advocacy from the LGBTQ Community. Um, register for that Minnesota convention, and I'll be back next Sunday with Mark. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Sunday Edition on ACB Media. Stream one. That's American Council of the Blind Media or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Episodes drop every week at 1 p.m. on Sundays. And you can email us at Sunday Edition AC, all one word, Sunday Edition with the letters AC at gmail.com. Let's brunch again together next Sunday. <laughs>